Section86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. Folks, welcome to another episode of The Song Inside and Out. This is episode 13, and I am your host, Blake Clayton. And my special guest for this evening is uh, a longtime friend, one of the most cherished uh, friendships that I have had over the last few years. Uh, It's the one and only Joey Henry. Joey, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, Blake. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you again, like always, for all the support and everything you do for music man no problem uh everybody knows joey henry with the calamity cubes and also his uh solo uh at the dirty sunshine club so uh we're gonna talk about the song that that i I chose uh but first let's talk about songwriting in general i mean uh you've been on ibwip a few times we've had conversations about songwriting um but I, I think I've got some new questions, so let's <laughs> let's try to see if we can pull something up. And you know, and I know that um, when you talk about Joey Henry's songs, you 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 they're more uh, stories, and I think you prefer to call them stories, don't you? That's how I think about it. Yeah, you know, a lot of people like to define things, and that's fine. Uh, a lot of people are a lot more organized than I am. Uh, <laughs> But I, I like to put things vaguely, and that includes uh, how I communicate or how I, how I place terms of communication. Right on. So, you know, you've got a number of, of stories that have invoked, you know, strong emotions, not only with the audience, um, but also with you as well. I mean, I've seen you play songs many times live, and, and there there definitely is an emotional... Uh, connection that you have to, um, you know, all your songs, but, you know, there's some that maybe more so than others. Do you ever find it difficult to perform uh, some of your songs sometimes because of the the deep emotional meaning that they, they convey with you? Um, well, yeah. Sometimes uh, I'm not exactly ready to go there. And uh, sometimes you're in the middle of other stuff in your head and in your heart. And you're not exactly ready to go there, but it's more than just your job. It's, it's everything. You know, and, uh, some, sometimes it's everything to the person that needs to hear it the most, which isn't always you, the person that's singing it. Sure. Definitely. You know, and, and I've been in, uh, the crowd for shows and, you know, uh, and my myself included, you know, where there there's a very emotional. Um, how do you feel as a songwriter when you when you look out and you see or you hear uh, fans tell you about how much a song means to you? Uh, you know, what what kind of a what kind of emotion do you get when you hear that? Well, it's, it's overwhelming, uh, and it's you know, uh, it's it changed my life. It absolutely changed and affected everything that I do. And it gave me at least the illusion of a sense of purpose. And that's all anybody can hope for, especially an artist, is uh, to have affirmation of, uh, of, of the fact that your art affected 
somebody, you know, sure. and it doesn't have to have a, a meaning. It doesn't have to have a, it doesn't have to have a specific message, but just knowing and having the affirmation is, I guess that I will pay forward for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Sure. You know, when you're writing songs, um, do you have the audience in mind and, or is it, you know, is a very internal process and then you just hope that it touches or reaches out to people? I mean, are they, you're, are you writing mostly for you and then, you know, you find the reaction from the crowd or do you, you know, do you have the audience in mind when you're writing the songs? Uh, you don't necessarily have the audience. I don't necessarily have the audience in mind, you know? Um, I think that sometimes I'm happy when a phrase gets in, finds its way into a story that I feel like is a positive affirmation that regardless of context, it's something good. It's a good phrase for people to hear whether they really hear that they're getting it. But, but, you know, every once in a while you think, man, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that this message is secretly getting, not even secretly, but subconsciously getting put out there. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Now, you know, that, you know, it's with songwriting, you know, there, there are, I guess my question is, is it more the subject matter of tragedy? Is it easier to write than songs of triumph or, you know, it, it just seems like, you know, there's a lot of songs that, uh, that talk of tragedy, not just your songs, but in general, um, do, do you think as a songwriter, those are easier to convey in a song? Um, you know, I I don't know. It depends on the uh, the artist and, and how comfortable you are. You know, some people are better at communicating about the good times and the party times and uh, this and that. And some people are better at, at channeling those sadder times, you know. Uh, and some people are more comfortable with that. You know, you, it depends on your comfort level about ex- exposing yourself to an audience. What do you think is, do you think there's such thing as the perfect song, writing the perfect song? Such thing as writing the perfect song? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess, uh, no, I don't. It does it, just like anything in life. I think once you feel like you've uh, attained perfection or, uh, knowledge of everything or mastered anything, then hopefully the universe comes and kicks you in the ass and <laughs> teaches you a lesson about how you still don't know shit, right? <laughs> Definitely. Like, um, um, we should always be striving for for more. Uh, and, you know, there's, a, there's perfect pop songs, so to speak, and there's perfect this or that and classic this or that. But, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. It's like is it a perfect movie or a perfect book, right? What do you, where do you find most of your inspirations for your songs? Just life, just life. You know, um, when I was younger, when I was in high school, I'd sit in my basement and 
I didn't uh, I didn't drink really by myself. I didn't smoke. I didn't really do anything at the time. I just was a kid in high school, and I would sit in my room by myself at night and sing my guitar songs that I would write, and they would generally be about whatever was going on in my life. And so I think about that now, and I think, well, yeah, it's awesome. I was like totally working through these issues, even if they, the feelings were extreme, uh, as any young, passionate person goes through. Uh, at least I, whether I knew it or not, was giving myself a way to work through those, you know. And that's always been where my music comes from is, uh, you know, what I call my anxiety attacks and the the medicine that helps me get out of it. And I don't always know what a song is about when I write it, but if I don't know what it's about, then it definitely will teach me what it's about within, you know, over the next year or two and then over and over again throughout the years. Uh, and that aspect of it is just hilarious and, and ridiculous, you know, like how many times a song can come true again. Right. You know. and my dad told me once, he said, Joe, you're real good about writing about how sad you are, but what, why don't you start writing other people's stories? And so I was like, and that's not exactly how he said it. He, he was being, he was being honest and, and supportive. Uh, but my, my answer to that the next week was, uh, I, I sat in the garage and I wrote a song. I didn't mean to, but I just wrote a song about two people dying in a raft in the ocean. Uh, and so I seen him the next week and I said, well, dad, I did what you told me. I wrote somebody else's song, but it's about two people dying in a raft. And I feel weird because, you know, I think the songwriting is channeling ghosts a lot of times. Um, you don't always know where they come from. And then I thought, well, statistically speaking, uh, somewhere on this earth, two people just died in a rack. And I'm like, like, man, it gets kind of heavy, you know? Definitely. When do you, when do you do most of your writing? Do you do most of your writing when you guys are on the road or do you, do you find yourself able to concentrate and focus more like when you're at home and you're, you're not on the road? You know, for me, it is about finding time to be alone, and uh, I don't, I haven't, I haven't had that in a long time, so it doesn't come as often. Uh, but uh, so I have trouble writing on the road, and and really, what I just need to do is keep my notebook with me at all times, and just remember to write my thoughts down in it. Uh, and that's what I would tell to anybody else. But uh, I guess that, you know, sometimes, and you'll hear this a lot, but sometimes you sit down and a song writes itself. Right. And it just comes out. And then, like, you either remember it or you write it down in time. Or in my case, a lot of times I'll play a song, I'll record it on my cell phone, so I'll remember it later. Um but uh, sometimes, like, I also would generally have a notebook that, that I keep around until I fill it up. And I don't know about you, but I grew up on a little cul-de-sac, and that's what I think about a notebook is, like, a neighborhood, a block, 
for your thoughts and your stories to get to, to meet, you know? Sure, sure. And so there's different pages with different stories, but most likely they're all coming from at least the same time period, which is coming from the same energy and the same, you know, complex situations and reactions to various deals that inspire the words in the first place. And so you don't always use just one page. This phrase meets this other phrase and they kind of piece themselves together. And so a lot of my songwriting is with the, you know, a compilation of, of, of stories out of the notebooks. And then sometimes they just kind of, they just come out of nowhere and figure out what they mean later. You know, you write for, you know, you write, obviously you write solo stuff for uh, Dirty Sunshine Club, but you also obviously write songs for the Calamity Cubes. I guess my question is, is there, how do you split the two? How do you know a song is a Cube song or a, a solo song, or do you just, do you just write for yourself and then you just somehow pick those songs out to, to perform with the Cubes? Well, I'll tell you, and this is a roundabout answer. We've we've danced around this a few times, and <laughs> I don't I don't have a good answer for you, but um, I consider all the different things that I do artistically part of the Dirty Sunshine Club, whether it's a doodle or a photograph or a poem or a story or a song. Any of my art that I that I produce is is part of the Dirty Sunshine Club. Uh and that's just it's been that way for a long time. And like my photography I use in my music as far as like my flyer art and you know, it's it all comes together with it, you know, like together. And a lot of times honestly words are inspired from the images I'm able to capture from, you know, my daily walks or just, you know, whatever. Like, that's been my best way of writing is just a few sentences at a time with photographs. But uh, it's just a matter of if uh, if, it, if a song is a Calamity Cube song, if it's going to become a Calamity Cube song, then it's just that's because the dude's uh, related to it or the dude's that, you know... The dudes liked it, sure. and if uh, if uh, if the guys like playing it, and we we play it, then it's a cube song, and, and I'm stoked. But uh, mostly, it's the uh, more upbeat, which are few and far between. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, the the guys' second album, Long Cold Winter, is probably I would say the whole album is my favorite cubes album, but it's also probably was the most therapeutic one that, and, and uh, the one that really got me addicted to the climate cubes, like a lot of people. And it was very hard for me to, uh, to think about what song I wanted to talk about. Um, a lot of times I want to ask the artist what they think, but then I find that that kind of, uh, it doesn't make it, it makes it more difficult for them too. And so, you know, I sat down with Miles and I was like, hey, you know, what, what song? You know, I said, you want to do Sex and Cookies or, you know, uh, and Horses. And, but uh, Bear vs. Scientist was another one that I really wanted to. But I think we've talked about that one in the past. And, uh, 
you know, the, the resounding decision we made was to uh, feature your song Kite. And, and for me, it's, uh, it's probably a, a song that resonated with me very quickly. Like the first time I heard it, I was like, wow, this, I, I've been in that same situation in some form or another, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. that, that's always been a, a song. And, you know, sometimes I, I, I feel bad for asking you guys to play it because you've, you've played it a, a billion times, but, um, you always, uh, are kind enough to, to, to play it for us. Where did the song kite originate from? When, when do you remember writing it and kind of how did it come about? Well, it's funny because uh, you're asking about stories and stories versus songs. <laughs> and this is probably the best example of that because it was a real-life situation, uh, but it also became a story, and it got stuck in my head. I got this progression uh, not a chord progression, but the uh, the words, you know, uh, and and it just got stuck in my head ryth- rhythmically, and so for about two weeks, everywhere I went, um, I would tell people, "Hey, I'm really sorry about this. Please be patient." But I just had to tell you the story real quick, and I would just run through it real fast. In the picture, we were talking on the kite, da, 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 da. and uh, it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't a song, it wasn't anything. It was just like these, these words that I just couldn't get out of my head. And uh, I think I pieced them together on a, some post-it notes at one point in time. Um, and then, you know, eventually, after about two weeks of that, I was standing there with my friend Dane Cowley. And I said, Dane, check this out. And, uh, you know, I tried to come up with something cool and technical and, you know, so the chord counters would be stoked. But uh, I just, you know, just fell in naturally. I'd already had this vocal progression in my head. And I just, you know, chose chords that followed it. And, you know, the song at that point in time just... Dane Talley was there, and we were both just really excited. Like, it just kind of, like, it all, it was like an, you know, an epiphany, a eureka moment. Um, and and I, had, I felt like it had a lot of potential, and, uh, and it, you know, it, it really, it changed my life. It has, I don't even know how to say it. it chokes me up, but there's so many different interpretations that I've heard about it. Yes. Yep. And there's so many different stories of where this where people have been in their lives and what the what the what the stories have helped them get through. I'm, I don't mean that sounds I feel like that sounds self righteous. No. But that changed my life. And uh it made me feel a deep connection with anybody that does let me know when we're hanging out when I don't know it, you know. And does uh, that does does hearing those stories also kind of help you like to continue to to play it? Because I, I can can understand that no matter how, how much you like a song or how much it means to you, 
uh, with as many times as you play it, I'm sure, you know, without hearing these stories, maybe it, it doesn't continue to have a heartbeat. You know what I mean? It doesn't continue to grow as an emotional for you or the need to, to, to sing it. You know, I don't, I don't have anything traditional to offer people, but as, as a human that I know what it's like to take music as medicine. And if I'm in a position to, if I'm in a position to be medicine for somebody, if they've let me know, hey, if there's more people than me that need to hear a song, you know, and I, I said that earlier, but it just, it, it breaks my heart in the best way. It breaks my heart wide open and gives me the want to just, to just live and help live, you know, live and let everybody else. Oh man, I'm blowing it. Like, no, you're fine. No, and you know, I, I I don't know how to say it without sounding self self righteous, no. but like it it blows me away. And when I if it gives me, it's the reason I play music. You know, I could the family business is siding and windows and roofing and stuff like that, and I could sell siding. I could stop this and make money and make a living and do the family business and help out. But about six years ago, someone let me know that that's something that helps them. Right. And I know that it wasn't the song that helped them. It was them that helped them. Right. But I feel, I also know that as, as someone that takes music as medicine, if I have a purpose as a human being for the rest of any other human being that can, that needs the medicine, then I should be, you know, we should be medicine for each other. Definitely. We all, we are all medicine for each other. Right. And whether it's a smile or a song or a hug or something like that, you know, if, if someone in front of you needs a little bit of medicine, and if you have that medicine, boy, you better give it. <laughs> right. So, you know, in the song, you know, it describes the picture, you know, with a kite stuck in a tree. And then ultimately in the song, you know, it reveals that the picture also describes a, a relationship that the, the people that are viewing that picture. And so it's kind of like the chicken and the egg. Which came first? Yeah. Did, did the did the picture in your in in sculpting the 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 song? Did the picture come first, or did the relationship describe a picture? Make the picture. That phrase, those phrases, all came together in that order. Um, but I'll tell you, like the song, it's a it's a weird song, and it it covers a lot of it's. It covers a lot of bases. Uh, um, it's it's a story about personal liberation, but it's also a story about learning. You know how you how you don't want to live, how you don't need to live. So, so I hate to ruin it for people because people right. sometimes will say, "Hey, play this for my girlfriend." And I'm like, "Well." 
I mean, are you guys both cheating on each other? <laughs> and I'm like, no, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, uh, but let's uh, let's get down to the brass tacks here. Let's see. It was a uh, it was a long time ago in a land far, far away. Uh, I you know, like I was seeing somebody, and I had these feelings, like maybe they were stepping out on me, and uh, I had a an opportunity to, um, let's say, honor. Uh, a, a previous connection that I that I had made, and uh, you know, not necessarily cross any lines, but for the first time uh, in that decision, I had I had chose to live for the moment, and it wasn't out of spite. It wasn't out of anything except for I had chose to live and honor the story how I felt it was appropriate as opposed to the traditional ways you see a relationship. And part of what had made that okay is because I felt like, you know, regardless of where we were at and communicating in the relationship I was in, I felt like that relationship had already passed and that I was being lied to. And so I took, I chose to, lay with a woman uh, outside of the parameters of my relationship and then I found out that I was right and I felt I, I was right about the other girl the, the girl I was with cheating on me and then I felt like for the first time I felt liberated I felt like for the first time I didn't let somebody make a sucker out of me when I, I knew I knew my instincts weren't wrong, right? And I felt liberated, and I felt so good about how I chose to live, and how I chose to celebrate and honor a human connection that the universe had provided for me in a time of question and doubt. And then I felt so conflicted about. What a gross way to feel liberated. <laughs> let's get down to it. This is a song about cheating on somebody right. because you think they're probably already cheated on you. And it's deeper than that, though, because it's, it's about living for yourself and, and, and how you base your decisions. But, you know, there's a lot more than that to it because there was more than those relationships in my life. There was my everyday relationships with not my lovers, with with my friends and with my family. And so, you know, strung out on disappointment, well, that can be a lot of things. And we can be strung out as humans on a lot of things, on guilt, on depression, on drugs, on whatever. And I think that there was a lot of all of that around me in my life at the time. And so, even though it's it's dressed up as as a a girl a, a relationship song, there's also just plain old life shit going on. Right. And uh, you don't, you know you don't have to be strung out on this or that. You can just be tired, exhausted from the world. And uh, 
so that's why I say it's uh, these are unconditional love songs because I acknowledge in that song I'm guilty too. Right. And that's the worst part of all of this is because there's nothing I can be mad about in uh, on this earth that somebody can't be mad about me at right. some point in time. Right. And so you have to, you can't, you have to look at yourself. You have to see the reflection of, of what's going on. Definitely. So, oh, that's heavy, and that's 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 what the whole point of this show is that it it, it it's heavy, and I and I appreciate your honesty, and 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 that means a lot to me. I know for for people who enjoy your music, that it means a lot for you for them too to be so open about it. I guess to kind of, I, I really hate to disappoint people. No, and I really hate to take what they've attached to it or you know, how they've applied it, because that's, I love the interpretation. And I think that's one of the magic of, of art and the magic of stories is watching a story take a life on of its own. Right. And it, I can't even tell you, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting like, I'm getting a little teary right now. I'm just thinking about the different stories that people have, told me about where we've been together like that right you know and and i think that's what's important you know yes you 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 describe what the 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 story behind why you wrote it but i think that the ability uh for a song to resonate in many different ways to many different people makes it even more of a powerful song you know so yes we, we we talked about where where the song came from but that doesn't necessarily mean that it, it has to stay in that one path and for different listeners it can go in, into different paths so i don't yeah. think i don't think we're ruining in anything <laughs> no i made the mistake of letting somebody know what i lost my thirst of and, and i'll never tell anybody again <laughs> you know they started they started shouting out at shows and it it's just like you know like uh I guess that's a little too vulnerable. No, I guess. definitely. We'll uh, we'll let you keep that one. We'll let you keep that. You one. lose your thirst of a lot of things, and that's the point. If you could, uh, you know, if you could sit down and write, uh, you know, do some storytelling and, and, and songwriting with any one person uh, that you've never, I guess, collaborated with, who would you like to sit down and write with, or just pick their brain about songwriting? Man, I don't even know. That's that's crazy. <laughs> I can't. That's I just can't throw easy questions at you, right? No, that's a good question, <laughs> and, and I don't. I don't know the answer to that. You know, my uh, my go to my go to answer would be Jay Masters uh, from Dinosaur Junior. And um, but I think if I thought about it a lot more, that there would be uh, some. Some people I'd really like to crack heads with, I guess. So, what what do you have going on? I, you know, this is this coming out uh, on November tenth. What do you have going on for November and December? I know uh, the Cubes. We talked about it earlier before we started recording. The Cubes take November and December off usually, so uh, you're going to be doing a lot of solo stuff. Um, what else do you have in the works? Well. You know, uh, 
like you said, the kids are taking November and December off, and uh, we'll be back at it doing uh, New Year's at Westport Saloon in Kansas City. But uh, November and December, I'm going to just, you know, focus on uh, forging the next year ahead and getting prepared, prepared to survive another <laughs> Kansas winter and uh, prepared to, to get the machine rolling again. You know, so I'm, I got a lot of different uh, merch ideas and I've been focusing a lot on my photography and figuring out ways to make that accessible to uh, my friends and family that have been asking for it and uh, incorporating that into my music as much as, much as possible. I've really been enjoying, actually, I mentioned it a little bit ago, but uh, I've been enjoying, I've been uh, I've been finding a lot of inspiration within the photographs and within the, the process of, of editing them. And uh, it's been pulling words out of me. So I've been, uh, I really would like to focus on writing. I hope, I hope that I write some music this next couple of months and uh, you know hopefully you'll see a lot of really cool uh, Dirty Sunshine Club art merchandise shirts coming out I've been uh, contacting a lot of different artist friends of mine and getting different uh, projects rolling as far as like limited edition designs and uh, you know especially with the Dirty Sunshine Club the Clanley Cubes, too, we really like to use our, our friends and ours and, you know, support our, our community of friends and family. And, um, and so I'm really excited about seeing some of that get out there. Awesome. Uh, is there any, you know, uh, any plans for recording either solo stuff or Cube stuff anytime soon? Uh, we do. We should... Uh, be recording a new uh, Calamity Cubes record next year. And uh, I have a lot of ideas as far as Dirty Sunshine Club stuff goes. But finding the time to get in the studio and finding the time to uh, uh, find the right person to work with me on that has proven proven difficult. You asked me about uh, people I would like to collaborate with. Well, one of those things has it happened a few years ago where I got to collaborate with Chris Creasy from the Appleseed cast on uh, some some songs for his band Old Kings, which is uh, a side project he does on Fat of Creek Records. And uh, getting to co-write some words and... Uh, you know, add some vocals on this project because both of us thinking about projects in the future, but neither of us with our busy schedules have had the time to sit down and work it out. But I'd really love to get back in the studio with him and do some more old game stuff and see about, you know, put, having him put together a, a Dirty Sunshine Club record with me. Awesome. But, yeah. Those are just ideas, and hopefully they'll come to fruition. It's always good. If, as long as you got ideas coming out, that, that leaves a, a huge uh, road ahead of you. You know what I mean? It's better than not having any, it's better than sitting around and not having any ideas at all. 
absolutely. Which is is easy to do. Some you know, like when I get home from tour, a lot of times I just want to sit down and lock myself in my room for a few days and you know just turn my brain off. And if if you're only home for a week or two at a time, you let yourself do that. Then you get a little behind real quick. Right. I definitely have let myself get behind this year. <laughs> well, man. Um... You know, first I want to thank you for uh, all the music. Um, we've known each other. I I posted a picture the other day. Time Hop told me that the first time I saw you guys play live was about six years ago, and I know that we probably yeah. t- we probably talked uh, you know about six months before that. So, you know, for the past seven years, you 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 and the you and the band have been a part of my life, and uh, <clears throat> the the words I don't really have good words for what the music has done for me but it's it's definitely kept me alive i guess is the easiest way to do it and i know there's a lot of people out there that feel the same way about your guys' music and, and your songs in particular and you know all i can do is say thank you well thank thank you man you know it's a it's the same way if you wouldn't have let me know that that we had gone through that those experiences that you let me know about throughout the years, if you wouldn't have let me know about that in those times, then I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to choose the illusion of purpose in this manner. Right on. And, uh, uh, if nothing else for that, we need each other. You know, we're symbiotic. Like Definitely. Um, we're making medicine and taking medicine together. Definitely. And, yeah. I try to I try to get that across to people. People will run up to me and tell me, You don't know who I am but like a lot of times it's it's uh I don't ever want anybody to think just because I don't recognize right right away in the dark bar doesn't mean that I don't hold and cherish and honor the times that we have shared whether we're together or not, you know. And that's that's important, the fact that that is cherished on both ends. For sure. So where can folks go to find out more about Dirty Sunshine Club and uh, the Calamity Cubes? Uh, well, there's, uh, there's a bunch of, you know, you could uh, YouTube us, see the YouTube things. I've been uh, trying to post up some different... Uh, Dirty Sunshine Club videos. I just posted up a couple uh, a few months ago where uh, me and my my dad actually had a chance to play a few songs together. And uh, he plays the piano and keyboards and stuff. But those are real cool. I had a I really uh, I don't we don't get a chance to play music together very often. But he's got a he's an amazing piano player, and it's just uh, one of the best things. One of the best things. So uh, there's some cool YouTube stuff, and they can always go to the, the Facebook page. And uh, if you go to my Facebook page, uh, at Dirty, the Dirty Sunshine Club, uh, send me a message, you know, and uh, let's be friends. Awesome. You can also follow, follow me on the Instagram. I'm always posting up the Rad Ventures, and, uh, <laughs> and that's the at JNFKNZ. That's my Instagram handle. So come be my Instagram friend and come find us on the, on the, 
the internet space, the book space, and all that <laughs> stuff. And uh, if you have any questions about CDs, I'm always happy to mail stuff out to people. Um, I even I even got myself one of them their PayPal accounts. There you go. So, I could help, so people don't have to send me cash or check in the mail anymore. <laughs> You're getting to be uh, getting to be in the in the in the the cyber world, huh? <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> Baby steps. Right on. Well, again, thanks, man, for 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 being a friend and uh, for for the music. And um, this is the song is is called Kite. And um, I know we've all heard it before. And if you haven't heard it, you're definitely missing out. So what I want everybody to do is to stop what you're doing. You know, turn it up just a little bit louder, and listen to the Calamity Cubes. Uh, song kite thanks a lot man hey thank you blake like like i always say and it's important man uh you work your ass off and you've inspired other people to work their asses off thanklessly and endlessly to promote underground original music because you've taken it as medicine and you want to share that medicine with the world. And that's a badass thing, man. Right on, man. And uh, I, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And anybody that's listening to this, most of you probably know me. I appreciate your patience. I'm sorry I blew it in this interview. No. Uh, but, uh, no. man, we are so lucky to have each other as family. And, uh, I can't say enough. Just keep on celebrating each other. You know, we're going to survive together. And that's the beauty of our family. In the picture, they were tugging on the kite. It was strung with disappointment. It was stuck up in the tree. Well, in the future, when we all learned I was right, in a stream of disappointment, we were fishing for some dreams, but we caught nightmares. And they kept us up all night, so we collected our anxieties until all of them came true. And we were frozen. Suddenly, we were the kite, strung out on disappointment, stuck inside a photo of a kite stuck in a tree. That's you and me. That's you and me. Oh, baby. That's you and me. That's you and me Up in that tree Oh baby Stuck as can be Well in the picture We were talking on the kite It was strong with disappointment It was stuck up in the tree Well in the future When we all learned I was right In a stream of disappointment We were fishing for some dreams But we caught nightmares And they kept us up all night So we Stuck in a tree That's you and me That's you and me Oh baby That's you and me That's you and me Up in that tree Oh baby Stuck as can be I Never meant to hurt you Through it first I 
stuck inside a photo of a kite stuck in a tree. That's you and me. That's you and me. Oh, baby. That's you and me. That's you and me. Oh, baby. Up in that tree. Stuck as can be. Are you a blogger or a podcaster or you're just not happy with your web hosts? You need to check out HostGator.com. You're going to find web hosting made easy and affordable. HostGator offers unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click script installs with a free site builder and the best control panel out there. Stop by today and try free demo to see how easy it is. And if you use a special coupon code, section 8686, you'll save 25% off your web hosting packages. What do you got to lose? Check out HostGator.com and take a bite of your web hosting costs.